rock vodka is not that I don't nice. even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Hiya, welcome to Shameless Conversations. I'm Sade and I'm here with the beautiful Mulan today. We're talking about colorism size. Yes. Where was all of the adjectives that were there the first time? Why is it that now you're ready to speak? You've dropped all of them. There's only beautiful that remains. So you can that already hear... Thing. You can already hear her venting. We're not even talking on topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is the energy she's already come here with. Okay. Okay. Listen. I should have known. Before I should have known. For those who don't know, Mulan has a safe and nurturing space slash event for dark-skinned women of colour bi-monthly at Spring Melanin <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at the underscroll at the end. Say underscroll. <laughs> <laughs> Spring Melanin. So you heard that, follow it up. Definitely try to head down to one of her events. If you are a dark-skinned woman, non-binary, trans, LGBTQ, you just have to be dark-skinned. Um, so once again, we said, this is for our dark-skinned sisters. A safe space. Allies, your allyship here is in not coming. Yes. I'm not taking up space. Not right now anyway, so No. Just <laughs> Mulan <coming>. said never <laughs> Mulan said never <laughs> never come. Um I thought it was kind of fitting to bring her on and talk a bit about what made you feel like it was necessary to create that space. <clears throat> yeah, so spring melanin is a safe space. Um, it's for dark-skinned women specifically, and um, as a dark-skinned woman, woman, <laughs> I felt like the space was needed um, because of my personal experiences, as well as the experiences of others and societies. How society plays a role in, in this, um, I realised it was a worldwide issue. So um, yeah, I guess. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I want to say this is why you shouldn't drink and drive. But we're <laughs> not driving. <laughs> oh, no, but we've had a good day. We've honestly had a really we good have. Sunday. And we are blessed. We are happy. Um, so, Spring Melanin, the journey, I guess, began in a dark, dark place. Um, so, I was really, really depressed. I was very down about so many things, um, but specifically, uh, just like my relationships from my parents to siblings to friends, I was in this like dark hole and I felt like every time I spoke to other dark skinned women, 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 um, I didn't feel like I had to use excess energy because there was no explaining certain things. They just got it. Yeah. 
and that sisterhood. Me, yeah, it was really healing to. It didn't automatically mean like a sisterhood, but I just knew that there was that one thing I wouldn't have to address when telling a particular situation or or story because they would understand it, and so everything else felt easier to say as well. So yeah, it is a sisterhood. Because they understood the context. They understood <coughs> the context. and. But that's so important to understand the context of the people that you're talking to. Because stuff that you might say to someone who's from a completely different context to you will land differently. Right. They'll come to different conclusions and it can be tiring having to explain it all the time. Yeah. It was very tiring and I... I felt it when I was depressed because that's when I had the least energy. So I felt I felt like it was really taxing to be around so many people or even certain people. So I kind of made sure I was in solitude for a while to just kind of like get used to my own space and feel my own value. And seeing other dark skinned women was like a reflection of myself in that sense. I was I could just be completely open and honest, um, yeah, like you said, they understood where I was coming from, the context, it was there, so it didn't need to be explained. And then I just started to evaluate like my past um, relationships or experiences and how I, I had been tokenized so much throughout life um, as a dark-skinned woman. And um, So when you say tokenized, <clears throat> what do you mean? Explain that a bit more. So, like, with modelling, obviously, it's like, oh, we need, you know, someone with, someone who's black, not dark-skinned, actually, just black. And um, so, in those situations, like, I had a casting director say, um, you, you um, have a very commercial face, but your skin is so dark, as if they, like, can't coexist. So, basically, me <laughs> they said that. I don't mean to laugh. He said, at the time, you know, when you're just, you're just like, what? What do you mean? So commercial meaning like your features are very like, you know, pleasing to most of the world. But then I had dark skin. So like, it doesn't work. It was impossible. What could we do with this? Like, like, you're like, yeah, it was insane. So, um, I guess you can kind of picture the kind of the, the scenario. So basically, I was the, always the fierce. The you can I could never be the princess. Okay. Yeah. There was no vulnerability to the the, the darkness of my skin. It was very dehumanizing. Okay, one hundred percent. Yeah, it was very much like. So it's that kind strong, of like yeah, it's strong, the strong, stereotypical strong. ideals of what they think a black woman is. Yeah. And they put you to fill that role as yeah. opposed to given a chance for the scope of your emotions to be on show and the scope of who you are. Yeah. It's it was like, you be emotion. like, diva, mm, mm, Naomi yeah. Campbell, Tyra Banks. Even the fact that we named these people, like these like, supermodels. Like, Alex Work. Like, um, not gonna lie. Even like, just us saying Naomi Campbell, it's like, fierce, diva. It's like, she could have been other things. She was a lot of things. In loads of her pictures, she's really soft and vulnerable, but we only hear these terms. And that's something that society has done with PR and media. Is something that's slow, like slowly conditioned us to. But they steer the dialogue. That's where it is. So it doesn't become about black women as a whole. It becomes black women as a representation of an emotion. Mm-hmm. 
and they, they were also ignore, only allowed to be that representation. And that's what I'm saying. They ignore them as a whole because no one is just one emotion. Right. No one is just one thing. Yeah. And you see, like you said, with like Naomi Campbell, even with Tyra Banks to an extent, but she was even kind of presented. I felt like, girl next door, not very yeah. threatening. It was like the complete opposite <laughs> of Naomi Campbell. Yeah. And that's it. Black women even need to be fierce and strong or we need to be non-threatening yeah completely, completely. and utterly docile to completely be accepted nurturing. or just fucking morons like stacy dash i'm not gonna lie like yeah those are the three dialogues and representations they seem to accept and force to Perpetuate. represent yeah yeah so just so I- you said you were tokenized in relationships as well yeah i guess like I just felt like, wow, I don't have any dark-skinned friends. And actually, my experience with other dark-skinned girls weren't that positive, like, when I actually deeped all of them. So it was almost like me wanting to be their friends and then being like, uh, the space is filled. Like, <laughs> there can't be two of us here. Like, <laughs> but then when I thought about, like, how much in, um, like the certain friends that I made through modelling, it was like, well, there was never, like, two black girls. Like, really, not really. So, you know, most of my friends were mixed race and light-skinned. Like, default. Because where do you see three dark-skinned girls in one picture? For advertising sake. It's not ambiguous enough, isn't it? Because that's another thing is the with colourism. It's the lighter you are, the less black you look. But you can still run the scope of everyone. So I always think of this as my representation, Jessica Alba. Mm -hmm. Jessica Alba. Could be from anywhere. Someone correct me, but I'm pretty sure that she's majoritively white. Like, I don't, I'm going to look it up because I don't want to be spreading fake news. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a clue, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to... Danish, Welsh, German, English, and French, um, and Mexican. So, white with a dash of Hispanic, it seems. But she has played, like in Honey, she was like a a blackish woman. Like her parents in Honey were like two definitely black or mixed adults. And she's. Yeah, she's an acceptable face for a black woman. And she's not even black. <clears throat> yeah, you just summarised it. And also, I just think, like, you you can be dark-skinned and have different texture hairs. So, adv- for advertising purposes, especially when it's products that we're buying, why they don't have darker-toned girls and they say, oh, you need to have a mixed-race girl, a light-skinned girl, and a black girl is ridiculous because... Hair texture isn't based on skin colour. Just because I'm a dark skin woman doesn't mean I haven't been colourless either. Do you know what I mean? Just because I'm um, the one being oppressed doesn't mean I haven't done the oppressing or upheld the same, those same like societal norms. And... Yeah. So calling people lighty. Um, Black boys being like, oh, you're acting bare light skin, you act bare light skin, all of that kind of stuff, and not understanding 
how like negative it was towards my own towards myself or other black women it's it's something that i had to become aware of and it was bit by bit yeah. so i understand when other black women come to me and they say oh you know that's just that there's no need for this kind of space because they're not in a place where they recognize things that are being said around them that they're not regarding as colorism yeah but it's important to understand like what you said that everyone is on that journey it doesn't happen overnight no not it's at like all. i for me it was the day i realized when someone said oh you're pretty for a black girl that i didn't take it as a compliment yeah there was a day where it was just like wait what <laughs> <laughs> like whereas prior to that you know i'm not even gonna lie i'd be like <laughs> shannon teach like, shannon i felt like shannon. yes hey. yes press jesus i'm want? not pick like me. those other black girls <laughs> pick me like yeah, do you know what i mean and even inadvertently i would you know, agree to things or agree to things that people would say around me that were just complete bullshit. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I remember a boy said, oh yes, because you're Brazilian, you're so sweet. Mm. I said, what? Yeah. And at first I thought, what an idiot. Are you fucking dumb? That's generally in my head. I thought, what are you talking about? Number one, I'm the only Brazilian person you know. (laughs) (laughs) So what is this notion that is yeah. my Brazilianness that's made me nice? Mm-hmm. And number two, it was that kind of distancing from being black and saying, oh, you know, your softness doesn't come from your blackness. Yeah. Where my mum is the softest woman I know, even though, you know, she can be hard at times. We are been through it. <laughs> so for me, it's just like, it's weird. It was weird, that realisation, where it felt like a, a, a slap, like a backhanded slap. Like, it yeah. was like, oh, wait, he just called me pretty, but he also said that he so doesn't funny. find anybody else that looks like me pretty. Yeah. He's that saying I'm an exception it. to a rule. Yeah. And the rule is we're not attractive, we're angry, we're, we're this, we're that. Even in college, I had a boy say, oh, yeah, but black girls are too aggressive. Or what did he say? College, angry. Not college, uni. Saturday. Uni. <laughs> and I was just thinking, what? what do you mean yeah black women are too angry i said how many black women do you know and he was like bear i said there's billions of black women on this planet probably and you're telling me the two three thousand that you know represent if that are representative of every single woman thank you tyler perry no honestly it's just the media perpetuates it's over and it's the same thing over and over again we're categorized yeah colorism within our community as well is something that we need to unlearn to perpetuate so yes, the media and the outside world have a, let's say, representative image of blackness that they put out there. And it is usually lighter skinned, racially ambiguous women. Even you sort of look into, I think it was Amanda Standler. I can, is that how you say her name? Amanda Stan. Anyways. Seals or Stone? However you say her name. She had an interview where she said, you know, she she didn't want to audition for the role of Black, of Shuri and Black Panther, because she said she, it would look weird that the rest of the cast are obviously all, you know, quite obviously Black, and to just have this light-skinned or mixed race. I don't know if she's light-skinned or mixed race. Is it race. Amanda Seals? No, it's Amanda Standler. 
dead blah. I don't know how to say her name. I'm gonna look her up because I follow her on Instagram. I feel really ashamed that I don't know how to say her surname. She kind of said she stepped aside on the role or she didn't want to go for the role, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like implying that if she had gone for a role, that role, there mm-hmm. would have been less of a chance of Letitia Wright. Mm-hmm. Shout out her as well. Shuri in Black Panther Wakanda forever. I'm still standing, will stand, will continue to stand till I die. What but do people not stand? Who are they? Stay to away. be fair, who who is not standing for Wakanda no, and Black Panther for the rest away. of their life? If your friends aren't standing for Wakanda, then they need to Wakanda out your life. Oh, Wakanda out of my <laughs> life. Sh- you get that? No. It's true. It's like, will we ever stop standing? Is it possible to stop standing? No, but why would you? First of all, let's establish mm, why. I'm, I agree with that. Why Iconic would moments, you legendary, stop Legendary standing? children. What do you want? What do you mean? Like, why would you stop? There's no point. Even if you tried, I don't think you could physically talk yourself out of it. <laughs> like, what? Because you know that it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know that. It's complete shit. If you're saying that it's not the most incredible thing you've seen on a large screen in your life. Right. With the cast that we just mentioned. Okay. So it was funny when she said that because it was like, like I said, she was implying that if she had gone for the role, she would have been more likely to get it. Yeah, I think she would have. But then again, it's like, why do you need to mention that? Is that your storyline? Okay, thank you. But was it apps? I agreed. I thought, okay, do you want a cookie? Like, because I also feel like sometimes there's this sort of, because I feel no way to step aside. This is the thing. This is why I'm like, okay, so maybe it's just a dark-skinned woman thing, thing. But I feel no way to step out of the way for someone else. I don't feel like they're shine. Like, I feel no way to step down and let someone else lead. And I also feel no way to take the lead. And it's like, you can't always be in positions just, just to have the position. Yeah. Like, find your purpose. Like, you didn't feel like that role was for you. That's why you stepped down. Yep. And that's what a lot of people were saying. They were saying, you know, she wasn't asked for the role or she wasn't right for the role. Nobody asked you. Nobody even asked you. Like, the director was on the phone to her like, Amanda, (laughs) I think you might have got a little bit mixed up. (laughs) When we asked you to audition, it wasn't because we wanted to give you the role. We just wanted you to audition. (laughs) Like, Like, Girl, you got a little bit excited. This is why I love the internet because I was actually creasing. Is that because people were coming like, did anybody invite you? <laughs> did anyone know that? Did she get offered the role? I don't know. Like, this is a problem with social media. You don't know. You don't know what is fact or fiction. But it's funny to think that she didn't. Mm. Not because I want to look at. I want to look. I want her to feel bad. It's just like she sort of came like I stepped down so you could win. Yeah. It's like you Step didn't have to what? say it. <laughs> We was on the same level, girl. <laughs> we was both going for that audition yeah. together. I mean... But then that obviously brings up allyship. Do you know what I mean? I find talking about colorism to light-skinned women often draining. And there's certain women <laughs> who are light-skinned. Often yeah, because I'll be completely honest. There's certain, and this is not a blanket statement, there's certain light-skinned women that I definitely have time to have those conversations with. 
conversations with but sometimes i'm not gonna lie i just can't be bothered to explain how someone saying to you that you know you think you're too nice because you're light-skinned and someone saying you're butters because you're black are two very different experiences and they do not equate I know, but they 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 will still, and this is why it's a safe space for dark skin women because I don't I don't, I also don't want to have to explain that within the space where I'm supposed to relax, and I don't want to. It's not a pity party. Where I don't it's like have everyone to. who's got trauma come. No, no, we're addressing. <laughs> it's not, but it isn't. No, I mean because some, I've had people message me and say like trauma come. I've had people message me and um say you know like why can't such and such come and you know this is very exclusive exclusion and this is very exclusion i'm like very uh, this is very what is it i don't know now excluding oh god now we paused for too long on that (laughs) we both went silent with my hands clasped together like (laughs) i don't know where this is landing Okay. She's basically the girl felt like you was excluding lighter skinned people of colour. We've helped uphold uh, these connotations, these negative connotations that are attached to the word black and darker skinned when you see it, the what's it called? Preconditioned preconceived notions notions that we have of each other um including ourselves so me towards other dark skin women i will also have that kind of basically self-hate so with spring mm. melanin it's literally just loving the place another to dark unprocess woman. right unlearn. to unprocess and unlearn all that we've been conditioned to believe is right and normalized so there's so um, much we learn that we don't even realise we're learning it. And I think that's part of the thing with colorism. Yeah. Is that we don't know where the roots of these things we're being taught come from. Mm-hmm. This idea that, you know, light skin is better. Or that there's any difference in all honesty. This is it. But obviously it's like um, just history. Um, the fact that it's international, that it's not just within the black community is actually worldwide so hispanic and um, asians it's the same notion that the darker your skin the less you are the the less of a civilian you are um the stronger you are supposed to be like even within the health um sector like the idea that you know the darker you are the more pain you can hold or black people can have more can endure can endure more they have a bigger pain threshold just these like myths and ideologies that are still being taught in books today, like till like right now still they haven't being burnt pushed these books. on people. Still being pushed on people, which means I'm now I now have the burden of educating all these people when I'm still healing from what's actually being done. So for mm-hmm. me, like Spring Melanin is a place where I go to relax and heal. It's where well, I've put on the events, not much relaxing yet, but like, <laughs> it's a place where other dark-skinned women, it's the, it's the idea, it's the notion, it's the perspective that dark-skinned women are allowed to unite and be, um, and vulnerable. be able to talk, and be vulnerable and together. Be it's not about being strong every single day. Because, 100%. Amen. Um, Right, I just don't see why I have to be... I am not I, a stone. Right. I do not need to stay hard. 
Mm-mm. I don't even want to, and it's taken so much to get me here. Um, that I'm really proud with that I had the idea and I just said I'm gonna do it because no, a lot that of people. That sums up Mulan, if anyone knows. I'm really proud that I had the idea. <laughs> no, I'm I'm proud that I actually did it because like this is the most passion I've had for anything. So it's like okay, um. Self-love is, is getting there. I'm able to look at another dark-skinned woman and feel love. That's the first stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have the empathy that I have for others. What do you consider dark-skinned? Because um, we was having this conversation earlier that... Well, obviously, I'd hope that people listening to this will be on my Instagram soon. Um, I never considered <laughs> myself dark-skinned until someone said that I was dark-skinned. And even then, I feel like, am I dark skin? And not out of the case of I don't want to be dark skin, but it's just, it feels like compared to my mum is dark skin. So it would feel, I always felt like, okay, I'm trying to fit into something that maybe I'm not. So I was just wondering what you would consider dark skin. So visibility, like how you actually look, um, because there is a difference from being darker than the norm, which is like your family, friends, your environment, and actually being dark skinned, like around the world, no matter where you are. So couple that with your personal experiences, you will know, like, do you identify as dark skin? And then obviously- Okay, let's play a game. Is this person dark skin according to Mulan? Issa Rae. Yes. Then Alex Weck, obviously. Yes. You have to talk. They can't see you. I mean, you're no, but you're nodding like. Yes. They can't hear that nodding. Oh yes, girl. Oh, yes. Um, Scissor. Um, I don't think so. Lauren Hill. Yes. I can't think of any more people now. Kelly Rowland. Kelly, Kelly Beyonce. Rowland. Beyonce. No. Right, but the oh, like. I've had mixed race people ask me, you know, um, my white family call me dark skinned, say that it's subjective. I guess subjective. it could be subjective, yeah, that and is I'm true. And I'm like, um, personal experience and visibility, like, there's nothing more I can do that, go there with, because it's okay, it's <laughs> like, at the end of the day, my event is not for the entire world, it cannot be, like, it's impossible for me to do that, so... I'm doing it for the people who can attend and the priority will be given to the darker skin girls. And like So what would your argument be against those people that say, you know, it's what's the word? Not inclusive. It's very inclusive. <laughs> it's <laughs> why are you laughing? Good. It's very inclusive. Wait a like, people would say that. <laughs> like, yeah, why would people say that? At the end of the day, when we have things that are just for women, nobody says, Oh, it's 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 um it's not inclusive. Because I understand what that dialogue is about like, in that so, moment. Yeah, and um, it's definitely like we're I'm I want Asians, Hispanics, like I want it to be a worldwide like we look at colorism, not just within the black community. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my own personal experience is within that, but. I know that others have experienced worse. Like Amara La Negra, to be honest, I did not know that women that dark skin existed in those parts of the world. That's crazy. And if you don't go there, you how will know. you know? But that's like being Brazilian. Um, people say to me, don't look Brazilian. 
Right. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And then I say, like, and it's funny because it's quite specific toys. And that's why it's interesting that the event is for women of color. Because there's an interesting separation they have with black women. And with women in general, we're supposed to be sexualized. So when they see a football team of men who are, some of them are dark skinned, some of them are obviously black, that doesn't equate to the feminine image they have of the women from Brazil. Mm. So that's not a dark skinned woman. Mm-hmm. But they don't even realize that they see it all the time. And you see pictures of carnival, you see. Yeah films and stuff there are black people in brazil and i would say to my friends like any of you could be brazilian brazil is just like america but i would like me growing up i mean me freaking 2016 i would have been like no i would have been like oh yeah but not really they're like coolie like i yeah like the idea that no um someone who's dark skin can't have like you know straight hair that's all a lie like obviously they can and there's sri lankan women and it's like they're just so much but it's what we as a culture and society not we i mean you know not me specifically but we put out there as the acceptable face because you have the acceptable face of brazil we we as in as a society we're part of society unfortunately western society but even in has different views to other societies even in brazil which is I I don't know if whether to class it as completely Western, but definitely somewhat. The Brazil has more black people in it. It's a place that has the most black people in it outside of Africa. Mm-hmm. And you would never know that. You would never know that just by seeing what they push out into the world. Yeah, so we up- the communities that are affected uphold it by ignoring it. By accepting it. And still appeasing it. to whiteness by pushing whiteness forward but then it's a form of survival partially because if in slavery if you had a white child or a mixed race child you're more likely for that child to have a better life to not be separated from you true was more likely to bet to get a better job be offered maybe more opportunities obviously there was a lot (laughs) who weren't offered shit but but that's why i say bleaching is a survival technique just like putting in a weave just like um, changing your accent, just like changing your name, it's all survival tactics. To when make did you realize you were dark skinned? Have you always known? Have you always thought, wait, I'm dark skinned? Or was yeah, there a there moment? Yeah, because there were always shades of brown in my house, and they were never really light skinned. It was just different shades of brown. So I was used to seeing, like, I was able to discern different types of brown. Like, I, I never think black when I see, when I think of black people i don't actually see blackness i see different shades of brown and um i find it quite odd um well i guess it's not odd it's just my personal experience i grew up with with different shades of brown and therefore i i was able to notice that um when others can't um and that's fine it's all about creating awareness like i'm not trying to force ideas into people's heads it's just something that once you're shown it, you'll see it. But if nobody shows you, then you'll never see it. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Everyone, if everyone's got this one joke for dark-skinned girls, imagine they just walked in a straight line and everyone was there saying it at their one time. Do you know how much of an effect that has on that one person? Yeah. 
and it's unfair to kind of feel like oh yeah but i only said this just address it make sure you don't do it again and move on but allow <laughs> me to heal at the same time like allow me mm. to be in the space where i can just not even have to not even think about it but i can breathe in breathe out relax release and keep it moving so for me to now have to open this space up to other people when it's specifically for that kind of healing or just addressing of that trauma and just the empowerment and celebration of women with dark skin being able to be together unified um it's just incredible it's very healing and it's it's something that will keep going because the concept is is just needed to help balance out the world in a holistic way i think it's a very positive way of doing things once we address each trauma like i don't see why we have to go to war with anything when we can just relax and release but we're not allowed okay. to relax we're not allowed to relax so i've created this space it's true but do you think part of that is not being allowed to relax is the constant policing of ourselves yeah everywhere we go it's like we can't be i can't i can actually count on one hand the time i've been in a space where i have felt wholly comfortable like as a black woman Mm. and it funnily enough for me coming from brazil and the caribbean shout out Montserrat. (laughs) <laughs> all 4,000 of us you know Bradley all months fashions find a way to know each other of course cousin and cousin mate doesn't which is gross but <laughs> <laughs> saying um, going to Africa specifically Sierra Leone was like I'd never realised how much anxiety and tension I was carrying being in western society because yeah. of course there definitely is issues within Sierra Leone so I can't say Africa because I wasn't in the whole of Africa and specifically McKenney but I'd never been anywhere where there was just black people yeah like I was there was just black people there mm-hmm. was literally just black people mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how much weight I was carrying in England in London I didn't realize how nervous I was all the time and how much I tried to assimilate Mm-hmm. even without even trying or even noticing that I'm doing it and that's kind of what horrified me the most was all the things that I'd always double fought in <coughs> England the way I spoke the way I it took me a long time to you know relax into your natural state yeah without... like I was either very ang- I was very angry for a very long time and then it's like, it's only now at 24 that I'm really finding my peace again mm-hmm. and holding that peace when I'm outside. Because it's yeah. easy to be peaceful when you're by yourself in yeah. your room. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hold that peace when you're outside. Yeah. And I was talking to my cousin about this, funny enough, a couple of days ago. And um, we were talking about, you know, white women's reactions to us. Mm-hmm. And I said I was on the train and this woman literally had, yeah her bag in my eye inside my eyeball in my cornea my retina whatever like she's standing Mm -hmm. in front of me and she can see that her bag is in my face i can see her bag is in my face and i said to her can you move your bag please my woman nearly shrieks like she was like oh i didn't know i didn't even know it was in your face i was like just doing the most just why are you screaming just doing the most i didn't know 
Like, I, I wasn't even angry enough to respond. I was just shocked. baffled. You were shocked. You were like, wow, did I have something on my forehead that shocked like, you? Like, what you, is it? You are fearful of me, and I don't even know you. No, <laughs> like, no I mean, weaponizing the White the women's tears. tears. Oh, is, Lord, that's a whole other topic in itself. But it's like something that we... I feel like I've... Since counselling, basically, because Spring Melanin was born out of quite a dark place, and it was just like I needed to experience that to know how much people affected me and my energy and to be able to like create a space where I can relax and be myself so when it comes to weaponization of tears um I feel like my childhood I dealt with that a lot in school and I just okay so give an example or was you about to give an example and i just interrupted you no no i was kind of um so i remember like this girl called billy that she was my friend and she wanted to um learn how to skip so like she asked (laughs) me to learn how to skip so i learned how to skip how to skip like i wasted my whole lunch time (laughs) teaching this I feel like this is going to be a good analogy, like a good analogy at the end of that. Teaching this girl how to teaching skip, Teaching right? Billy how to skip. I'm going to start right. saying that. I ain't teaching Billy how to skip here. <laughs> oh my God. When like. people ask me for this emotional labor of explaining to them why my experience is different as a no, dark-skinned wait, woman, I'm going to say, wait. I ain't teaching Billy how to this skip. This is it. Like, I'm no longer talking to white people about, about race. Yes, shout out. <laughs> by the book. <laughs> Give madam your coins. As in, Give them all. Give them all. As in, um, so yeah, Billy then decides to... So like, I miss... Remember, this is my lunchtime as well as her lunchtime. I already know how to skip. I'm good. Like, you could have been skipping or eating oh, or right. learning a new skill. So anyway, teacher calls me out of, cl- um, pulls me out of class. <laughs> Why is this already teacher making me? Teacher pulls me out of class. She's like, so... Billy is really upset in the toilets because she says that you um made her skip all lunchtime. <laughs> so wow, <laughs> I said Billy is framed because she never learned how to skip and wasted her entire lunchtime and mine. So what she's gonna do now is ruin my entire day because I didn't teach her how to skip well. She could skip one two one two. Is it my fault that she couldn't skip to my ability? Ha! This girl was mad at me. So she went to go and cry. So I now got in trouble. And I will never forget that because I honestly... Shout out, Billy. What was your your primary school called? Shaftesbury Park. Shaftesbury Park Avenue, Billy. (laughs) You are now the the symbol of the weaponization of white women's tears. Was she white? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Because I was like, awkward if she was black. No, she was white. But you um, know what? Against black people, everyone's white. Chinese, <laughs> Indian. <laughs> this is why I'm like, if you cannot hide it, if you cannot Hispanic, hide it. Let me tell you, because when push comes to shove, they'll be there on the other side. Not all of them. It's not all of you, but I'll be honest. Like, when you can hide it, 
Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a so different we, if, listen, sort of reaction. If a woman is assimilating to the extent of changing her hair, red hair, hair, then we know y'all going to assimilate. Like, it's Bruv. survival. Bruv. It's survival. It's we survival. Get it. I understand it. I'm not going to pretend. Bleaching is a surviving technique. It's a f- survival mechanism. It's something that some girls have gone through by force. Like, some ki- people are giving it as kids. Like, and it's something that people adopt when they say, right, I want to reach this level and I'm going to do whatever it takes. That's real courage. Like, anyone who is able to... Suppress a part of themselves. Suppress themselves to that extent or, or change and and simply because they feel like that level of success equals, equates their atta- happiness. And it's not attainable for them in their natural state. or normal state. Which is sad more than anything. But it also honesty. takes courage. It takes courage that not... Um, a lot of people have so I'm not going to be like oh you guys are ridiculous but once you understand why, why you're, doing you're doing it, it one would hope you stop I know of put it that way makeup artists that have said like yeah yeah like I can do black skin and when you see their pictures of women who are lighter or have you know a lighter complexion it looks very different to the same pictures that they've done on darker skinned women. Yeah. And it's noticeable, the difference. Mm. And you think, one, how good can you really be if you can't... Notice the difference. Notice the difference yourself. <laughs> that this, that woman is definitely a little bit casket ready. Mm. And how are you not trying to be better? How can yeah. you say, oh, you know, I can do women of colour... Because also, what is women of colour? Like, what is women of colour? And they use that, I feel like, sometimes to blanket and to generalise and then to allow these other faces to become faces of of the movement. Mm -hmm. Like, let's keep it 100. In Hollywood, yes, there are... Letitia Wright is probably the only dark-skinned... Okay, you know what? That's definitely a lie. There are lots of darker-skinned... Beautiful lots black of? actresses. Mm, I say lots of, I mean more than two. Um, yeah, that's not lots of. Right. <laughs> that's lots and of for us. You know because, because before there was zero. Right, and and the reason why you know is because you are in that. You know, they're not I as commercial. Them. Yeah, they're not as commercial. And the things that they, they do are directed towards me. Yeah. So they make a movie. I'm more likely to see it. Yeah. So I'm more likely to notice them in yeah. it. But you notice the people that you know are on the cover of everything are Zendaya who's stunning yeah but definitely racially ambiguous mm. can be racially ambiguous in mm. certain with if she straightens her hair yeah you know you you might not let's just say she could play the child of a lot of different people yeah and as i said Amanda i can't say her surname and i can't <laughs> so our closing segment if you've what nothing (laughs) so our closing segment if you've made it this far with us thanks because tangents are plenty (laughs) shameless questions do a jingle. Jingle bell, jingle bell. Okay. <laughs> no, no, a jingle. Boom, 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 boom.
Shameless question. I like wind chimes. So, first question: What's your favorite sex position? Um, for what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think. Um, do you know what? I'm asexual. I don't know. I mean, every position is alright. Yeah, now still, what's the best one? Um, I keep going to doggy. Do you know what? It's doggy. Oh God. Don't be ashamed, girl. Okay, next question. If you could change one thing in this world, what would you change? Um. Can be little or large. You guys can't see me lying right now, but she's <laughs> gazing menacingly into my face, and I don't what know. Rub, rub, no. Adoringly. No, nah, she was not adoring at all. She was menacingly focused. What's the first thing that comes to mind? World peace. I would change like just the unnecessary wars, but everyone feels like it's like how do we know which one was necessary? They're all unnecessary. See? I would cancel them out. I'm sure we could have died, but I'm always like, I don't think the earth can be overpopulated. Like so. Okay. <sighs> What's your favorite food? Roast dinner. She wants to talk about assimilation. This one was here talking about assimilation. You say, what's your favorite? Not even a strong. Roast dinner with plantain. <laughs> add a little, <laughs> add a little mm to it. Okay, so you put some paprika My in that mayonnaise. Roast dinner, innit, basically. Okay, so, so not, black people roast dinner. Not grams or anything like that. Oh, not grams. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> What is that? No answers, you know. She's just <laughs> breathing here. No, I enjoy, you know, doing and receiving and... 69. No, I enjoy... She's whispering, <laughs> but I don't know what she's saying. And I don't know why she doesn't just say it. No, okay. Shameless. Not today. That's too shameless for my mama. <laughs> Sorry, are you sending this to your mum? Maybe. So, Mulan's favourite position. <laughs> I don't even have sex. So I don't even know why I'm speaking on it. Favourite food is roast dinner and... Um, world peace. Look at that. Miss what England. What would I change about the world? I would cancel out all the wars that we've had because they've been so unnecessary. And with that... Okay, no, wait. Why is she page? still talking? I'm going to fade this out and it's going to be the song. I, 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 I do my thing. I do my thing. They like They like, they like the way I do my thing Oh, I do 
much sauce. I got too much with it. Y'all got to be careful or you get lost in all my gravy. I got too much sauce. I got too much with it. You got to be careful or you get lost in all my gravy. Young girl, I'm getting it. That's why your man, he that's be wanting it. Man. And that's why your girl, she be trash. Cause you're making songs while I'm making his nana. Young gun, I'm getting it. That's why your man, he be wanting it. And that's why your girl, she be trash. Cause you're making songs while I'm making his nana. I do my thing. So lost, I was turned around. Have a lot of friends that are not around. But we all do our shit way different now. Now I do my thing. I do my thing. Some hate, some like the way I do my thing. Oh, I do my thing. I got too much sauce. I got too much wavy. You got to be careful or you get lost in all my gravy. I do my thing. I do, I do my thing. They like, they like. 